Welcome to the Philo Sophia podcast. Join our hosts Trevor and Alfredo as they plumb the depths of philosophy, religion, science, and history. Learn with us and laugh with us here on Philo Sophia. Welcome to Philo Sophia. I'm Trevor, joined by my co-host Alfredo, and for the second time only, a guest. Welcome, Curtis. Hey, nice to be here, guys. Thanks for coming. I yes. appreciate it. Yes, thank you for making time. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. This is, this is it, the, uh, the big uh, time. I, I, I was feeling what you were feeling going on Grim America, buddy. Oh, man, yeah, I was super. I was having like some issues. I had to take some deep breaths. I was like, what's wrong with me? Nothing. The cool thing is I listened to it all and you sounded like you knew this guys and you actually took him to school and I was so proud of you. That was so good. It's uh, I've been listening to them forever. So, and you've listened to a few of their shows too, right, Kurt? Oh yeah. No, you did great, man. Rock. Yeah. I, yes. I, I didn't listen. So I'm just going to keep taking positive yeah. feedback from you too. You haven't listened yet? <laughs> no. I I started listening and they play they play the clip from the interview like right at the beginning. I'm like, I, I can't do this. I, I pause it. I'm like, I can't listen to myself talk. You're but, you're like me. I still haven't watched the video when um the guy came up uh from ABC News and and did a video on me and you know, some people saw it in Sacramento and and they anyhow, long story short, I, I haven't watched that video. Well, well, speaking of all your cool stories, let me actually kind of officially introduce you to everybody. So we we are talking to Curtis Rose. Uh, I I hope, I hope you don't mind me saying your name, right? No, too late late now. (laughs) Uh, Our our last guest was a flat earther. So we had to keep him anonymous. Um, You're actually, you're kind of my first exposure to conspiracy theory. But we'll, we'll get we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> is Curtis responsible for your? I don't want to say insanity for, but for your uh, thirst of the alternative reality. I think so. I think so. That is so cool. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna save that particular story for okay for for a few minutes from now. But I um Kurt is actually my dad's lifelong friend and and my good friend too. I like to think. And, uh, and I grew up, I think almost all my memories with you are hanging out at your really amazing ranch up there in the top right of California, fishing, mining for obsidian and opal and launching nice. rockets and shooting rifles through quarters to put on keychains and driving quads. Oh yeah. And just all kinds of wild Blow, times. Blowing up balloons and letting them, the wind take them on the dry lake and then and then we had the quad, and you were on the back with the BB gun, the Red Rider. <laughs> oh, that's so cool! You're shooting balloons like buffalo. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was awesome. That was that was f- formative for me. And I remember thinking, like, man, Kurt is such a cool guy. He's running this pretty elaborate business, but he's really laid back. Like he doesn't seem stressed out. Although you probably Unusual. you probably are. Uh-huh. And uh, you you just you know when you meet you meet people and you kind of can put them in the category of like this person is sort of switched on and thinks things through or they're just kind of like an NPC which is the popular word now 
And I always thought you were the former. And that's when I found out that you believed some wild stuff. I was like, oh, man. What's NPC? Uh, Non-player character. So it's like a character in a video game who's generated by the computer. No thinking, no consciousness. Just part of the whole universe. Right? And so that, that was like, I think subconsciously I, I never really thought about it this way till now but i'm like man if somebody like kurt can think all of these things like what does that mean <laughs> you know what <laughs> someone who who thinks things through thinks x y or z and we can get to that stuff but anyway so i hold you responsible for a lot of this so uh, whether that's well, a, a good thing or a bad I, thing i don't know i like to think that i'm responsible maybe for you just being as curious as a cat yeah mm. You know, and just and asking questions, and I think I think we're all doing that. You know, we're just all, why are we here, and and what's going on, and I think we're all just trying to get home. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to use that quote. We're just trying to get home. I like it. I love it. Me too. Me too. Before before we get to the good stuff, tell us tell us a little bit about your. Uh, your your day to day, your ranch and and the business you're operating up there and that kind of thing. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, so we're up here in uh, the top right corner of California, about five miles from the Nevada border, fifteen miles from the Oregon border. So, um, I mean, we're literally at the end of the road. Um, I kind of joke that I got stuck here. Uh, My great grandpa bought the place back in the fifties and then my grandpa got it and then my dad and then me. And um, like you said, we call it the ranch and it was always called the ranch. And when I came up here, when I was a kid, you know, I I used to watch Bonanza and there's a lot of trees and stuff. And I, I, we pulled up and it's just this flat high desert, not a tree in sight until I planted them. And, and um, so much like Reno, Nevada, if you could picture, you know, high desert, um, I don't know. If, so um, about 4,700 feet elevation, we are, um, we're, um, we're, we're nestled in between the Warner Mountains. So we have mountains all around us. We're kind of cradled in this valley that hosts a, uh, about a 50 mile long dry lake. Um, and and so we're surrounded with this geothermal and um so we have about 20 rooms up here and um you know it it was kind of like a rundown bates motel as a kid when i came up here there's no cold water and uh so the toilets were 200 degrees (laughs) or 190 degrees fahrenheit i just remember as a kid you, you know it 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 just wasn't a real good experience, and uh, you'd you'd fill the bathtub up with the the water at seven a.m. and by seven p.m. you could get in it. So it was um, it was just really run down. Uh, just just and so um, anyhow, throughout the years, you know, I'm I'm what fifty five, fifty six now, and I've been working on it since I with my dad since I was about seven years old, and um, it just. You know, it, it's just a lot of pumps. It's it's a lot of water traveling through. Um, we we get power outages often, so I have automatic standby generators. It, it's much like Alaska. Um, 
my closest towns would be Redding, California, Klamath Falls, or Reno, Nevada. So for me to go get some parts or something like that, I pretty much have to have them already. Um, so my stress is I'm just on call 24-7. Like even right now, I could get a call. My number's on the front door, and if, if a guest has a broken pipe or something like that, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? You so, live, you live um, quite a way south of the actual ranch, though, now, right? Uh, Carrie and I have a home down in Grass Valley. Nice. And, uh, you know, I grew up with your mom and dad down in Yuba City. And so as I get older, you know, we just we kind of like that warmer climate you know i'm i'm uh, i'll probably be 23 degrees tonight um oftentimes i'm down in the teens and single digits yeah, and wow. so so that's always a little nerve-wracking you know power goes out you got to make sure the generators are on the heart's pumping the water's moving because if it's not you know it's tick tock for pipes to freeze so and i'm no. a little bit of a worry wart no, no stress at all. <laughs> Zero stress. All right. I'm telling you, I've been down in Grass Valley numerous times. I've gotten a call and, you know, hey, sewer's backing up. And I remember opening Chris, uh, Christmas presents one night and I told Carrie, I said, I got to go, you know. And, and, and so I'm, Grass Valley is about four and a half hours away from the hot springs. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, that's that's why you like listening to podcasts. I get it. Trevor, we should well, Yeah, Trevor punched me in the mouth on uh, no agenda. And <laughs> it's a, it's a little inside joke. Uh, Al- Alfredo, Alfredo's never Trevor, listened. We we need we need we need to stop complaining, Trevor, about you and I. I mean, that sounds like stress. Well, Kurt, <laughs> Kurt's kind of given us the the bad and the ugly but as <laughs> as as a guest who stayed there it's you know it's called the ranch but it's actually it's a little it's a little resort man every room has nice. a, a jacuzzi. it really is I, yeah yeah I, I guess i'm reacting to to trevor saying i'm not under stress <laughs> but um yeah it's it's a it's a romantic getaway uh each room has its own out you know uh, private hot tub uh jazz music uh it, it's not communal so you know it's get naked under the stars um yeah it it um i think I not, uh-huh, go ahead i think that's part of one of <clears throat> one of the things that was always interesting to me about going to the ranch is that that's the only place i've ever seen the sky look like that uh until you know much later in life so there's always a sense of uh, kind of humility when you went to the ranch, you know, because what do you, you mean the sky? Oh, it's it's you can see it's so it's dark. Blue? No, no, at night, at night. Oh, at night. Yeah, and it's it's like a, it's, it has a, a specific designation, right, Kurt? Well, yeah, we um, two years ago uh, it was um, uh, classified as the ninth. I want to say eighth or ninth darkest location in the world. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, keyword world. Um, not necessarily my hot springs, but 15 miles away in Nevada. It's it's a terrible name. It's called Massacre Rim uh, Dark Sky Sanctuary. It's a great name. And, yeah. And um, there's very few throughout the world, and we're, we happen to be one of them. And um, like Trevor said, you know, you'll, you'll see the Milky Way up there, and it looks no like way. clouds. No way. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, wow, wow. Are there any telescopes there uh, up there? You know, um, I used to have one, um, but a lot of folks bring the telescopes. Okay. A lot of folks um, choose their dates to come up here sure. based around the meteorite showers. Yes, so, in August. You know, and, and shame on me, I'm just used to it. <laughs> you know, and and um, and then of course we're always in hot tubs. You know, looking up at this sky and and um, but yeah, we're we're pre we're pretty spoiled up here. It's very quiet. My closest neighbor is uh, about a mile away. Uh, population three hundred. Oh wow. Um, yeah, it's kind of like stepping back in time, Alfredo. Mm -hmm. um, you know, nineteen sixties. You know, the economy's always the same up here <laughs> you know oh, there's yeah. the sense of peace when it comes to that i think yeah everybody waves to you like cool. alfredo if you were to drive up here yeah people will be waving to you that is and, so cool and, and you'd be going why are they waving i remember I that. that i remember I that. that you remember that trevor i remember yeah. driving from cedarville headed south just the last time i came up there do you go you go into eagleville right and then alturas Yes, yes. You go down um, four four seven down into Gerlach. So, so yeah. By so we're an hour and a half north of Burning Man. Yeah, mm -hmm. it used to drive a water truck there, right? Yeah, my first job with my water truck. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. Like driving in a shopping mall full of naked people, and, and <laughs> yeah, it, some of them shouldn't have been. I you, man, you've had such a you have so many good stories. I'm trying to like somehow weave a path through through all of them you you yeah. your dad and your grandpa had a construction company right so that's where all your heavy equipment why you have so much heavy equipment up there and a water truck and stuff yeah yeah dad and ernie or uh ernie and ernie and ed worked for dad um that's right that's right yeah good good times yeah uh construction and yeah so um what? yeah so we we i ended up telling mom and dad, you know, we need to do something with this place so, or else sell it. So in 99, we put a hot tub in and called some friends and, and had them come up and say, hey, how do you like this? You know, because we had all the motel rooms right here. And so we put a tub in and our friends liked it. So I put a, a second tub in and I think about four years ago, I got built out and finished on about, I don't know, 19 tubs and um, no jets, you know, keep it simple. You know, no noise, nothing, you know, just another pump to fix. And it's, so, yeah. uh, it's, it adds to sort of the atmosphere. It's almost, it's almost a little spooky. I remember, you know, if, if there was anything uh, bad that came out of going to the ranch, like at six, seven, eight years old, I developed like a little bit of a fear of aliens because you had so much cool, now in hindsight, like so cool, you know, uh, alien talk you know about being at the ranch and seeing things and so you're sitting out there in this you know hot jacuzzi and there's not you know it's just dead quiet there's nothing to make a noise i mean the light there's no light pollution but there's no sound pollution it's just silent and dark and then i remember as like a little eight-year-old thinking about you know whatever the most recent <laughs> Yeah, gonna pick you, they're gonna pick you up <laughs> exactly, and then just you know, just that day, Kurt would be like, "Yeah, I, I saw X, Y, and Z," or a guest saw X, Y, and Z, yeah. and I was like, "Oh no!" So were we talking? Was I talking about it back then? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you know, right before 
we went on, you know, I just, I not, I, I just jotted down, you know, some of the things that I saw real quick and I, I wrote down three pages and I said, Oh my goodness, I, I've seen so much. <laughs> when, when, when did you start getting into, into that? Kurt? Well, I didn't really have a choice, Alfredo. Okay. Um, it kind of, you know, it, when things present themselves in front mm. of you, you, you have to start asking questions. And I, I guess the first time to answer your question, uh, it was early on, um, before Trevor came up, when before he was eight, so probably a, a few years prior to that, Trevor, and Dad and I are coming across the causeway, and my dad's like, hey, that, is that a UFO? I think that's a UFO. So we pulled over in his Bronco, and we got out. There's a light, um, and it wasn't dark yet. It was kind of like an evening star, and we got out. And we sat there for 15, 20 minutes. We're looking south of the dry lake. And I'm like, no, dad, that is not a UFO. Okay. <laughs> so I, I'm like, you were wrong. And um, as we went to get back in the truck, he's like, he grabbed, I'll never forget. He grabbed my leather jacket. He said, Kurt, there was only one light up above the Hayes Canyon range, which is a mountain range. And um, he said, now there's two. And by this time, I'm thinking, you know, I just proved my dad wrong on this one light. And but sure enough, Alfredo, we're, we're watching and the light to the left. There was two lights and they just looked like evening stars. And uh, the one on the left, they're both stationary. We watched them for about a minute. And then the one on the left just slowly took off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is that about? So that's wow. when it all started for me. And um I, I got my pilot's license when I was in high school, and so I have a, somewhat of an idea, I'd like to think, of, you know, the principles of aviation and stuff. Not <laughs> to not move like a plane. <laughs> no, it was, it was just, it was just sitting there, and then it, nothing crazy, nothing high right. speed about it. It just, it just sat there and then took off. And so many of the things that I've seen are for me just being curious it's it's kind of like if a person were to go duck hunting or things like that I, they call it hunting for a reason and you sit in a duck blind for three four hours and you you don't see anything you, you know and mm -hmm. um what what i've noticed is oftentimes when you see something in the sky and you think it might be something spend a little more time and, and give it a chance and sometimes it'll do something sometimes it doesn't it's hard for me to explain. Do you see more or have you seen more at night or or during daytime or both equally? Um, ma ma majority for me, I'd say 90% is nighttime and dusk. I, I always, I have seen some things in the daytime, which I'll share with you, but daytime to me, is really neat i mean i mean i see these things on youtube and i'm like oh i'd love to see some of that stuff in the daytime mm -hmm. um, and then the, the 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 top would be to see something land for me mm. you, you know see something on the ground and um but um yeah so so one night so that's how that kind of got me curious up here and i'm like well there's stuff going on in this valley and so i started paying more attention and and um it just it's just a common thing for me and was 
was it were you by yourself or were you able to share that with someone else or you felt like oh this is just me observing and i'm not going to share it because i'm going to be labeled or were you um, able to freely talk about it because a lot of other people saw it too or are familiar with that well you it, you know you, you got to kind of you can kind of tell with a person sometimes mm -hmm. if, if they're open or closed and um so i'm i'm pretty cautious um sometimes but but some people open up and and um I'll, I'll i'll give you an example we had a bunch of pipeliners up here they're putting in a big pipeline around the oregon nevada border and i had a bunch of pipeliners at the time actually renting monthly here and so um, i had seen a bunch of orange orbs two or three nights prior and the other thing i've noticed up here guys is when we call it when it's hot it's hot so if you see something on a tuesday night there's a good chance you'll see something wednesday thursday friday you, you know uh you just never know and um so long story short i told these pipeliners i said hey i saw something on tuesday night and and so they got their beers and they were all in the parking lot I had about 15 people out there well, and it was kind of like, you know, you take your car in for it's making that squeaky noise to the mechanic and then it doesn't make the squeaky noise. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, all the time, you know, every time. I, and, and I'm sitting in the parking lot going, oh, oh no. man, I really need these lights to show. I, I need something to happen. And they, they kept pointing and they're like, is that one? Is that one? And I said, you know, guys, you will know it when you see it. And then all of a sudden, boom, all these orange orbs lit up over the oh, water wow. range. And you know, a person could say, oh, well, hey, those are military flares, right? But in my mind, flares usually parachute down. I mean, the gravity. Yeah, your stepdad would probably know more about that, you know, from a military standpoint. But these things were going up and they looked like they looked like lava lamps, like oozing. And, and then if you get binoculars out, you see even more. So for me, I don't know what they are. Um, I'm not going to label them. I just know that they're unidentified. For me, unidentified flying objects. I think they've changed the name of UFOs to something else yep. now. UAPs. UAPs, right? Yeah. A little so, less stigma. Yeah. So a lot of orange orbs, a lot of white lights, uh, like you, uh, Alfredo, mostly at night. Um, one night. So, so I have a friend here who's a newspaper reporter, and, and she's she's pretty curious. Um, back in the late '80s, she reported on the we had a bunch of cattle mutilations over in Eastern Oregon, which I never went over and investigated. But uh, that's where, where Linda Moulton Howe got got involved up here mm. uh, when I got interviewed on Coast to Coast for um, so, some some other UFO sightings that had noise associated with them like like sounds coming from under the ground but wow. um but one night i'll tell you one night i had um my friend gene and, and and another guy and myself all on a conference call on our cell phones and we were each about five to eight miles away from each other in a triangular point you know gene was up the valley my other friend was over on the east side of the valley. And that night, the only way I can explain it is I got UFO overload. I 
I saw over a hundred unidentified lights come into this valley. I watched them come in in tandem, just just coming in, swooping down. And I just got to the point where I actually went inside at about midnight because <laughs> I was I got upset. I, I found myself getting just pissed off because Why? they were it's like they were in my space. Mm. But we were seeing little tail, we called them tail lights, and they were little red, like ruby red pin lights, uh, the orbs, the white lights. And so. Um, and this was while you guys were all on the phone together? Yeah. We were on the phone together for an hour. Wow. Over an hour. And, all all uh, seeing the same thing. All, all seeing the same thing. Yeah. So, so I've witnessed it. I've been out there with guests. You know, guests have been out there and we've all watched it. I've had guests come into the office. Oh my goodness, I saw such and such last night. And, <clears throat> and what are your what are some of your when you see these things and you know they're not your typical they're you know, they're UFOs or something foreign. Um how, how does that make you feel? Like I've heard already uh like you're getting pissed off or different emotions maybe. Uh, distracted or, or or like what are some of those emotions that those objects have evoked in you the um definitely the hair goes back uh, up on the back of your neck every time uh, every time it's so like cool. holy crap yeah, yeah yeah you know it's shocking and there's a little bit of shock going on and even though i've seen them so much I'm like, okay, I'm experiencing, I'm experiencing this right now. And so instantly I'm looking at the time. So I look at the time. Um, and then I just try to remember everything about it the most I can. And then I'll usually put in a call to my friend up Valley and we'll coordinate on, you know, Hey, what has there been more sightings last week? And, and then as soon as I get the time, like say if I see something at 8 p.m. on a Monday night, I'll be looking, you know, for the next couple of days. And um, but as I'm experiencing it, Alfredo, you also have the feeling of you just kind of want to pinch yourself mm -hmm. uh, back into reality. Like, is this really happening? Um, so you know. It, it, it's it's a it, it is a shocking experience. I've never been fearful. Okay. okay? Never once have I been fearful. Mm. Um, um, I, I I take that back. One time, my border collie and I were walking from the lodge over to the motel, which is uh, what is it, Trevor? Fifty yards? Yeah. Eighty. Yards. And I'm halfway across the parking lot, and I had. This is daytime? This is nighttime. nighttime. Most of all, I'll let you know if it's daytime on my stories. And um, this is about 9 p.m., dark. And um, I had what I thought, what looked like an airplane coming in at me with its landing lights on. Just mm -hmm. this, like a big, giant spotlight coming in on Utah and I to the point that I ducked down with Utah, you know, and... No noise. That's the other thing. Mm. Uh, that most of these things that I see are no noise, except That's for crazy. the except for the ones during the pipeline. And um, some people have tried to associate the UFOs coming in with the ripping up of the Earth 
with the pipeline going in. You know, so they, they, they try to associate these UFOs maybe with the geothermal waters here. Um, That's interesting. Uh, I haven't drawn any correlations, but... Um, There's supposed to be a lot of energy, though, being released from those spots, right? Like thermals or, or any differences in temperature on Earth. That's what I know. I'm not sure. Yeah. No idea. I okay. just know that I know the ancients were here. There's some 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 form of energy is being released. That's what, for sure. That's what, interesting. Why so, do you say that, Kurt? About the ancients, right? Oh. Well, the you know as long as the I don't know how long the geothermal's been been um, bubbling up out of the ground here. So, if you Alfredo, if you picture Yellowstone, that's kind of what we got here. You okay. know, just coming out of the ground naturally around us. Um, and, and so, and so we do, we do know that, you know, researchers have been out here and, and just from around some of the big hot springs, the natural hot springs is it's, it was just where people, um, hung out, you know, um, a long, long time ago. Um, I think way before native Americans. Mm. So, um. Yeah, I, I like the sound yeah. of that. <laughs> I, found, I found a a late Pleistocene camel bone one time, you know, bringing gravel down to the road. Grandpa got ready to throw the bone into the lake, and it it wow. it had two it had two ball jo- it had two ball joints on it. They looked like you know like a a fist, two fists. I was two. just man speak like synchronicity. I was just listening to a podcast today, and they were talking about. I, want, I think it was somewhere in America that they were finding camel bones below mammoth bones, you know, so, so older, older than mammoth wow. era. They were finding yeah. camel bones. Yeah. It's, um, so I, I told grandpa, I said, Hey, don't throw that in the lake. You know, you know, he's like, Oh, it's a cow bone. And I said, no, <laughs> you know, so, so I gave it to my friend again. And, and so we sent it to, uh, they went to, uh, UC Davis and then went down to Berkeley and they they classified it as late Pleistocene, and uh, so that so that was pretty neat. And um, what, yeah, they found when is when is late Pleistocene? I'm going to Google that. Yeah, I think it's younger than Jurassic, mm. but it's it, whatever it is. It's really really old. Wow! <laughs> right? Have you then, have you considered, um, or I don't know if you already have. Like, do you have any pictures or? Have you been able to photograph anything or anything like that? Yeah, I have. If you type in Surprise Valley Hot Springs UFOs, a long time ago, Alfredo, I I put a couple videos out there. They're not that good at all. I'm I'm, (laughs) one of them I was going to take down, but okay, I, I there is one. The first video I put out there, I it was so cold out too. We were we had to get in the truck. But yeah, we we saw, you know, I, I got them on video, and that is um, so cool. It, but it, you know, it's it's one of those things where, it, you, if you gotta experience it, you know, you gotta be here because the, the film doesn't do it any justice. Now, the other thing we do have <clears throat> in the back of my mind um, is we do have Heart Mountain MOA, which is a military operation area 
uh, mm. way up in Nevada, quite a ways away from me. And so do I know what these lights are? I don't know. Are they military? Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, I just know what I see is, is, uh, it, de- I guess it all depends if Bob Lazar is telling the truth or not. Are you guys familiar with him? He's the guy who yeah. says he worked at area 51 on, on UFOs and stuff. Kurt, I, you might be taking us through this in a specific order. I don't want to mess you no, up. You're good. I, I'm open. You have, you know, you have this one story that, is super fascinating to me because of when you told me about it. I think you told me about it quite a while ago. I don't remember when we were up there last, but um, I think it was before the David Fravor stuff came out about the Tic Tac in San Diego. Yeah. And you kind of had a similar experience. Are you talking about the gold brick? Oh, it was a brick. In my gold. in my mind, I remembered a gold tic tac. Nope. <laughs> yeah, tell tell us about the gold the the tell us about the gold brick, please. Yeah. So, and the reason I say brick is because it had there's nothing aerodynamic about this thing. Yeah. Okay. Just looking at it, you're like, you shouldn't be flying. <laughs> but uh, this was this one. This was a. Um, one of it, my very few daytime experiences might have been about 4 p.m. I was on the second floor up here of the lodge, and my girlfriend Carrie and I were up here. And I just happened to look out the back window. And if you can imagine, you know, what I see out my back window is sagebrush. That's miles. As far as I can see is sagebrush. And, and so not nothing impeding my vision and there there was coming at my eye level which is probably it was a ways out so it could have been a hundred feet off the ground it wasn't very high off the ground at all a a gold brick and Mm. and that's the only way i could describe it it and it was it was gold it was it, it was what you would imagine a, a lo- like an illumined gold brick in an Indiana Jones movie would look like, right? <laughs> Do you have any sense for how far away and what the size of it was? I know that's that's the problem. Yeah. It, it, it's I like a motorhome, maybe. It's like yeah. it could have been huge and farther away than you thought, or it could have been small and close. It's so tough to say, but wow, motorhome. That's that's I, I'm pretty saying big. A, I'm guessing a motorhome about oh I don't know, a couple miles out. Wow. You know, and and not really moving fast, just coming straight towards me. I knew it was coming straight towards the hot springs. And um so I turned to my girlfriend and I said, Carrie, get over here. You got to see this. And then I turned back and there was nothing there. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It, um, and then another daytime one that I didn't, I didn't see, but I was doing the courthouse over there in Alturas. I was on that project, helping them out for a couple of years, just repainting it and blah, blah, blah. But I was on the phone with a guy and a close friend of mine, and he was heading home. And 
and he doesn't cuss. You know, he, he, he's, he's a Seventh-day Adventist guy. He, he just rarely cusses, and, and it, all of a sudden, he's, he's kind of going off, and he's all, you aren't going to believe what I just saw. And I'm like, well, try me. You know, I've seen quite a bit. And it, basically, he saw a boomerang wing, just a wing, swoop down in front of his car. He pulled his car off the road, swooped down in front of his car, and um, and disappear. And and it was just it's just stuff like that 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 we we see up here quite often. I love it. How 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 true do you think are the portrayal of uh, UFOs? all these alien movies to reality. Like to me, one of the movies that really changed me was the third, like close encounters of the third kind. I remember I was little and and that just blew my mind. I'm like, Oh, this can't be real. Right. And then the music involved and all this behavioral changes and all this, I mean, it's crazy. It's like way advanced for its time, but, it's such a good film. How do you how how close to reality? I mean, they have blue orbs and orange orbs and all that, you know. Well, if, if I recall, I think Spielberg um, made that movie based off of um, a lot of you know actual UFO sightings and stuff. I didn't know that. I yeah. think he involved and, some of the big the big timers like Jack Jacques Vallee and those. Oh, is that things. right? I think so. I'm not positive, but yeah. I um. From a romantic standpoint, we would love that to be true, and we would. I would. I like to believe that, you know, that, you know, if there's if there's nobody else out there, you know, like they say in the movies, it would just be a lot of you know wasted space. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, for me, the big the big movie was Contact. Yeah. I need to watch and, that again. Uh, and that's another thing. I, I really like, I, I like how Alfredo throws in movies into your podcast. I really like that. Like the latest movies and stuff like that. I'm I, always writing them down. I'm like, Oh, there, I got to see that one. Yeah. There's a lot of trash out there. So, and then there's a lot of time wasters. So whenever there's something worth watching and I've seen a lot, I like, I like movies, I like the film part of it all. And yeah. so something that has good substance, like three things, like good acting, good screenplay, and great cinematography, we're good, right? Like, right. okay, this is nice. So, yeah, I, you know, I, it can be used as propaganda, too. So there's always an agenda. But the art form of the movie, I, I think it transcends everything. So I just want to know if the things that you've seen to what they portray in movies is kind of... Have you seen Nope? nope <laughs> yeah <laughs> nope it's, nope okay it's by uh get out oh god what is it the, note or nope is it nope i think it's Paul? like yeah, P- I think it's n-o-p-e Paul? like oh, nope. okay like nope yeah that's the name of the movie and it's about exactly what you're saying it's about a ranch and ufos uh, so we, we might have some uh grounds for a lawsuit here kurt uh, I don't yeah. know, but I'm not going to say it anymore. But the, the, the cool thing is that th- this UFO hides behind a cloud and it's been sitting there for a while. Interesting. Like, yeah. Really interesting stuff. Alfredo, anyway. have you ever had a, an experience with something like this? Uh, you know, it happened a long time ago. 
Let's hear it. I have. I have. No, it's just real quick. We were, it was an, you know, NCA camp, you know, uh, with the pathfinders and you have little groups of people. And so we deviated, of course, me being a rebel without a cause, you know, I was probably 10, 12. And then <laughs> we in Baja. And so interestingly enough, I didn't know, but they have rustic, like all uh, paintings and uh, from primitive people there. Right. But I didn't know that, but that's besides the point. And so this object, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I, I know I've never shared, share this with you, Trevor, but it, it did happen with some other friends. This thing was just, I don't know if it was a plane, but it was just hovering. And I knew it wasn't a helicopter because it was quiet. So when Kurt said, oh, you know, these things are silent, this thing was silent, but the lights were so bright. And we were just there chilling, you know, it was pitch dark. Uh, but we were just having fun with our little flashlights, you know, like stand by me kind of age kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then this thing just... And then we just ran. What do you just mean? Ran. Did, did oh, light just come like down? a yeah, like a light flash down, not on us, but like ahead of us. Wow. Right, but oh yeah, from this object, and that we sounds just ran really, as fast as we could. Wow, that sounds really similar to your story about walking across your property, Kurt. The brightness yeah. of the light, and yeah. Um, so last week, um, I was up at like four. And I always like to think that when we get up at, when we're woken up out of a dead sleep at like two, three, and four a.m., you know, all the other a, a majority of the uh, of the minds are asleep, and it's a great opportunity for us to, um, you know, just go into the silence and meditate, listen, you know. So I was uh, taking my little time out, and and uh, I was looking out the window. This was last week, and I'm like, oh man, I gotta tell Trevor about this, mm. and um, it was just. It was it was wanting to snow out, and the clouds were real low, and um, same thing, just big big white light, and it was like out by a hot spring, and it's like it was shining a flashlight down at the mm-hmm. hot spring, but then it disappeared, and then I'm second guessing myself. I'm like, okay, could have that been a car? Could have that been a person? And I'm trying to make sense of it. I'm like trying, and then I'm like, okay, well, the road in, in correlation to where I was looking, there's no road there. And so, yeah, it, some of those things that happen, if they're not real obnoxious, like what you and your friends saw, like mm-hmm. that's just off, like on a scale of one to 10, that's a 10, right? Yes. Then, then you'll see these other things where you start second guessing yourself, going, well, did I just see what I saw? Mm-hmm. You know, and, so the other times that I've seen is when we went up to Joshua tree and we camped there and uh, we saw some cr- like, well, there's another base there. So I don't know if we saw again, you really don't know. And I'm, I'm not a pilot, but I know planes don't move that way. Right. Oh, yeah. You cannot yeah. go 90 degrees. Right. Right. <laughs> you and cannot if, ascend and go this way. <laughs> and if you're talking about a fighter jet or something other than like a stealth bomber, that thing's going to rattle the windows. It's not quiet. Right. Right. So that's another, that's another thing. Now guys, don't you think we're starting to see more, uh, you know, than we did in the seventies, eighties and nineties, or is that because of YouTube and all of our, maybe both. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've been seeing some crazy stuff. Have you seen where, you know, there'll be like 30 or 40 or 100 lights? Yeah. Like, 
all yeah. together moving yes, across synchronous, yes. Ukraine or something like that. And Oh, yeah. Russia. A lot of that in Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. I, and then, yeah. Uh-huh, go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, I mean, for sure, some of that stuff could be, you know, some kind of drone technology or whatever, but it just, so, I just don't think that explains all of it. I don't necessarily believe, I, I think the universe is probably filled with life. It's huge. But I still feel like these things could be from Earth, potentially, you know, uh, not human. I'm not saying they're they're piloted or even controlled, but um, I like some of these ultra terrestrial theories. What's ultra terrestrial? It's that? like uh, e- either that these things predate us. They're oh. they're from some, you know, ancient civilization or they're from the ocean or mm. from underground. Uh, I love all that, man. Or they could even be like some kind of um, almost like a drone technology, but, but not ours, you know, from what are you, a previous civilization or from another planet. Who knows? Why are you passionate about that, Trevor? I don't know if I am. It's just interesting. I mean, how, why, why is that interesting? You? Uh, why is that interesting? Oh, man. Well, I, I'd like to meet the person who doesn't think that's interesting, number one. But a lot, a lot of them, they think it's just like, ah. Eh. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, we're hearing so much more about it in the news. And I think, uh huh. If I, if I was a little kid and someone told me, hey, you know, 15, 20 years from now, the New York Times is going to be publishing about this stuff, I'd be like, oh my gosh, the world's going to end, <laughs> you know? And it was like, no, no one really cared. So, yeah, to that point, right. You're, you're, you're right. But I just, I think people need to see it. I've never seen anything like this. So, um, but could it be you're looking for a connection? You want to make a connection. Could could it be that I want to make a connection? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I don't know. I mean, with the unknown, with a, a potentially higher power. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know what I mean. I, I just it's love like, yeah. I just love mystery. You know. I'll, I'll throw a quick story in here. It's it, just real quick. Uh, my friend. Uh, a lot of people go to her because she's a she's like a reporter, and these kids had taken some photographs up at a lake up by Fort Bidwell. Remember when we did the geocaching and you found the wanderer? Yes, right? yes, wow, yeah, yeah, and you, you're in the front page of the paper. But That's anyhow, right. up by Fort Bidwell, up in that area, there's an Indian reservation, and these these little girls took some photos at the lake up there, and there was a UFO in the photograph. And Gene sent that to the Air Force, and with a with a magnifying glass, it very much looked appeared to be a window on the UFO. Mm. It looked like a saucer. Oh, wow. And I saw the photograph, and there was like a window. And the big thing was they wanted to you know send that photo to the Air Force and see if they could see inside the window. Well, that's what that's what Bob Lazar says he saw was was you know he saw a saucer he saw crafts that were clearly piloted. It's wild. I'll tell I'll tell you another one up at Fort Bidwell. Um, so my my mom and dad, Seventh Day Adventist. I was raised SDA, you know, mm-hmm. from cradle roll until what mm-hmm. La Sierra. And anyhow, we had there were some folks in the church who were non-believers of ufos 
And for years, they would kind of pimp on my dad because my dad was curious. You know, he had seen him. And once you see him, you know, it's hard not to talk about him. Mm-hmm. And But they would always poo-poo my dad. And, and it kind of upset me. You know, they're like, oh, Kenny, you're just UFOs, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, long story short, um, they woke up one morning and in their front pasture, there was one apparently... It was hard for me to believe their story, but knowing who these individuals were in the church, there's no reason for these people to lie. And there was a craft, and it was there was fog all around the craft, and apparently it lifted off. I mean, I've never seen anything like that, but let's just put it this way. After that, you know, those folks, I watched them. They, they would listen to my dad's stories after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. It just that will change your perspective. That will change your perspective. Yeah, I'd love to have an experience like that. I think. I think it. I think for me that would be a little terrifying, though. I don't know why. Me too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because you mentioned you mentioned you never, you know, you've never really felt fear. But I guess if they're far away and it's just a light, it's one thing. But yeah, if it's in your front yard, yeah, with yeah. the ladder no. going up, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pass. I'll, t- I'll tell you one. Send me a text. <laughs> yeah, send me a picture. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one that involved your dad. And I, I, I've, probably told, I, I've probably told you this one before, Trevor, but um, your dad, uh, let's see, we were, we were young. I was uh, 19. Your dad was probably 22. You weren't even thought of. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, your dad and myself and my girlfriend, Carrie, were down at uh, another terrible name. Uh, they The locals called a squaw bath. This was before I created the, the hot springs resort. There is a natural hot spring south of Eagleville, right? South of Eagleville on your way out of Cedarville. Yeah. And we were, uh, we were down at the squaw bath. And late, like 11.30, 12.30, and we're, we we went up. It's just a naturally occurring, uh, it's about 102-degree hot water pouring out the side of the mountain, and some people put some rocks around it. And so we were down there, and then we were walked back up to the truck on the highway. The highway is just a two-lane road. And um, getting dried off, and, and so I had the keys to the truck, and I opened up the my driver's door, and... Eddie and Carrie said, uh, Hey, Kurt, you know, I really like that uh, native drumming you got on there, you know, like on my radio. And uh, and I came back, I said, Hey, guys, my radio's not on. What are you talking about? And we sat there and listened to these native drums. It was midnight. Mm. And t- t- the we were up against the side of a mountain that goes straight up uh, a couple thousand feet. And there's just there's just no way somebody could be there. And the mountain was just all rock and lava and it's just an impossibility. And, and I, so that one, that one scared me and we got in the truck and we couldn't get out of there fast enough. I remember being um, very afraid when you told that story because of even, you know, 25 years later, how much it freaked my dad out. Like it visibly, he didn't like thinking about it. <laughs> And I, I remember thinking, oh, that I'm afraid, <laughs> you know, for sure. 
So. Right, right. Ed was there. <laughs> yeah. Ed, Ed experienced it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This yeah. is this. I'm. I'm. I don't know if I'm envious or relieved that I. I have no. I don't have a single story of any of any kind. To uh, well, you just got to get back up here. I it's think been so. a while since you're up here, huh? That's so true. Yeah, you've got another generation of of kids to to tell stories to. I've got to bring my kids up there. I'll be. I'll be careful. <laughs> so, so Kurt, since you have all this experience, what? Why do you? What do you think is happening? If there are true UFOs, yes. what do you, what do you think they're doing? Speculate. Well, yes. it's a it's a great question. I mean, if we you know we got to jump back to to the Bible and you know what Ezekiel saw the wheel and mm-hmm. and you know we see these you know old paintings mm-hmm. throughout history and and they got these disc shapes in the paintings and and so I I need to believe that this has been going on for for a long time what it is i i just don't know are they observing maybe i mean because let's think about it our military wasn't around you know when ezekiel saw the wheel so i think maybe in the back of my mind i've been trying to tell myself it could be military but as i'm hearing myself talk i think i know it's not military um um, sure, military could have some crazy stuff out there, but um, I'd like to think it's observers. Um, I just, for me, I do get upset because you know they're just they're just not. Um, that's not very polite to to <laughs> not tell us who they are. Yeah, you, you know, it's rude man. It's rude. Say hi. Are you? Say hi. There's kind of this uh, debate, and a lot of people say it might be both, or it's one or the other, but there's sort of this debate about, is it a nuts and bolts craft, or is it some other phenomenon? You know, something else we don't understand. And do you have an opinion on that? I... Some of the things I've seen are like from an energy, like I explained, like the lava lamp, and it looks like it looks like um, you'll see an orange orb, and then it blurps out more orbs in front of it, like wow. not behind it. It shoots them forward, and and so then you'll see three or four orbs, and then one will disappear. So it's an. I think. Do you think? I, I don't know, guys. I, I've seen so many. I could categorize. I mean, the orange brick is nothing like the orange orbs I've seen. Right. The, the white lights and the and the red little red taillights are different. Um, now, for a while there, guys, when the pipeline was going on, when I got interviewed on Coast to Coast, there was rumblings under the ground that felt like an earthquake. Mm. When I when I saw lights, and but the 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 association with the sound was not in the air; it was under the ground, and that was a little unnerving. Wow. Yeah, because I I'd ask, <clears throat> excuse me, I'd ask people who are around me as we were experiencing it. I'm like, does it feel like the ground shaking to you? That's how that's how low of a rumble it mm. was. It, you could feel it in your chest. That was a little unnerving, guys. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can only imagine. You hear people talk about like the Tic Tac being like a, a trans medium craft. So it can go from the air to the water with no visible change in speed or anything like that. I mean, if it can do that, who's to say they can't go underground, you know? And and so if they are kind of more of this energy idea, which is I know it's sort of a vague term, but could this be the same phenomenon that you know, inspired fairies and, you know, angels and just going back forever. God, gods, like, could, could this thing have been seen for thousands of years? Well, to, to hit on two of the things you mentioned, I mean, there've been reports where people have seen these things go into the dry lake. Okay. So, so, I haven't seen that myself. And then I've had, I had a a couple good friends up on the Fort Bidwell reservation up there. They told me about so many of the Bigfoot sightings up there to the point where I I remember one of the stories, they said there was a Bigfoot in a tree and it disappeared. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You know? So Awesome. So, um, yeah, just, I'll tell you another one. Here's a crazy one. Um, I don't want to say the person's name, but they're relatively close to me, but the mom and the son were out in the front yard during the daytime and they heard, um, walkie talkie chatter Mm. just out of thin air, walkie talkie chatter, people trying to communicate. They couldn't make out the, um, the words, and then as soon as the mom and son talked about it, like, like son, do you hear that? Um, it would stop. That's and the making they, of a horror movie. That's a scene and, out of a movie. I don't like that. <laughs> and and they, they messed around with that for, I don't know, about an hour. They'd walk around the yard. They could hear it like, like in different areas of, of the yard. And, um, and if I recall, there was they thought my equipment, they thought I was running equipment across at my subdivision and they thought my D eight was running. And, and again, they were hearing stuff underground. So, you know, is there any truth to these dumbs, you know, the, the, the D U M B's, the underground tunnels and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know what that is. What's the D U M. Oh, you don't know about dumbs. No. Oh, they're, they're everywhere. Right, Alfredo knows about dumb. Yeah, there's a whole map sketched I, out of these tunnels that exist, and no one knows the purpose. I had a feeling you guys would get along. <laughs> tell but tell I, about the dumbs. What are they? I I don't remember what it stands for, Alfredo. I should un, underground military bases. Oh God, gotcha. no one really knows, but they've been around for a while. I mean, and they're for miles. As someone who's done a lot of underground work that's got to be kind of interesting to you kurt yeah yeah i've i've done my share and and then my my cousin had a wine cave tunneling business um down in the napa valley and uh you don't mind another story do you i got a couple on the wine (laughs) Please, please do yeah he was uh so so he was uh they had drilled a shaft that had gone back about, um, I don't know, um, 300 yards. And then, and then they had a leg going off to the right. That's all they had. And, and my cousin was, uh, down there tying his boot 
and he knew that he had an inspector coming and um and a, a person walked by him and my cousin said all he knew as he was tying his boot he figured it was the inspector and he was wearing black boots and like a black raincoat or something like that and he had, the guy had walked by him and hung a right down the other shaft and so my cousin you know got his boot tied and, and went down to meet the inspector and and uh, there's nobody at the end of the tunnel <laughs> oh boy i don't not now we're crossing into territory that st- oh, still freaks me out yeah <laughs> the old yeah. childhood uh nightmares are coming back no that's that's awesome i mean that's awesome i i've just never had any experience like that and it seems like so many people have people that i believe to be credible mm-hmm. like you two. What was the other one? Well, the other one was he was getting married. So um, it was a really nice wine cave and, and they had actually carved out a, a, a stone table and, and the whole thing was a like an orb. Uh, it, it, was, it was just a round room, perfectly round. And so he went to propose to her and uh, in this wine cave at night and he had set it all up and then um yeah there's a mandolin playing and he hadn't ordered any music and so oh, wow. yeah they you know I, I think she got the ring and they got out of there yeah goodness gracious <laughs> that's a good story it's a true story hey great movies make good stories yeah or like yeah. real yeah real stories make great movies that's why the guys i i don't <laughs> I, I just I don't know. It's like, I just try to stay open. You know, like it says in the Bible, you know, you can't, what you can't put new wine into an old vat, you know? So Mm. you pretty much got to pour your, your old beliefs out. I I believe, I I like to think that the more I can let go and let God or whatever, just let go because Mm. I don't want to be one of the guys like back in Jesus's time and, you know, miss one of these great miracles, you know, like, Oh, some carpenters laying on top of a boy and he comes back to life. I mean, if I was back there back then, I'd be like, ah, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just, I just try to show me the money. Yeah. Show me the money. Um, (laughs) I just try to stay open the best I can. And it's like, it seems like the less I put labels on things, the more chances these things might, show tell me what they are you know i just as soon as i label it i i think i've kind of limited it yeah that so true that's very true and chances are we'd be wrong anyway so might as well you, not you know what i mean but um Kurt, but do you think oh. they are do you sorry trevor do no, you think ahead. they are beings from not here let's put it that way like who's flying those guys? Who's flying those things? Do you think it's just an, a, another life form, or they're an automatic? It's, it's in t- it has to be intelligence because I watched those things come in in tandem, and they were communicating with each other. Okay, when when you're flying in tandem, so so you could be when you're in tandem. It tells me there's 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 a connection there. You. Uh, I just, if you see one thing, it could just be, you know, a maverick doing whatever it wants. But two together told me that there's intelligence there. Those guys were in communication and they were on, they were side by side. No noise. 
I well, just want to know the purpose. I want to know the purpose too. Like, I, I don't. I. <laughs> I just don't. Guys, I just like I, I got it. I wish I could give you an answer. Like I got it. You guys know how to make planes. You guys know how to fly things. Like it's cool, but say hi. You know, we're just yeah. look, we're just looking up. I I don't. Um, I'm I'm leaning towards them not being extraterrestrial. That's my Ooh. that's my. It just I don't know. It just doesn't. Make what are they? Then? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, They're not ET. Then. Well, Tell us, you gotta have some. I, I I mean, they're when I say I mean they're not ET in the sense like in the sense that we would be ET to some other planet. Like, let's build a spaceship and fly to another planet. I don't know. It just seems it seems more interesting than that. Whatever it is. But there ha- wouldn't you agree? There needs there's intelligence there. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not saying I think it's like some boring explanation. I think it's some so, crazy explanation. So, so it's, so it's humanly. No, made? I don't, no, I don't human- think so. I don't think so. So sorry. Who's flying those things? I, I think, I think you're, you were onto something when you were saying, is it some kind of life form or uh, something? I just don't think it's from another planet necessarily. Okay. I think it's so from think another it's dimension. I don't like using that word. Why? Because I don't know if anyone really knows what it means, but it's quantum physics. Look it up. Yeah, it's something. It's not that hard. It's something like that. Like we've talked. A okay, lot. I, I see where I yeah. see where going. Yeah, like a fourth dimensional thing or something. Yeah, we've yeah, talked yeah. a lot on here about you know consciousness creating reality and um, right. quantum right. mechanic type stuff. I mean, it's something at that level of of mystery, you know, that we obviously but, don't understand. But I don't know if it's a green men from. From right, but so you Centauri. It, would you would you say then it's an evolved life, human life? I think it might be whatever's running this thing. You know, really? maybe or 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 related to it, and so well, way. they know how to make planes or flying objects. <laughs> if they're even if they're even playing, I mean the the nuts they and bolts super stuff, fast. The nuts and bolts stuff like. To me, it's like, okay, that's got to either be military or alien, right? That's it. That's all it could be. You know, the actual craft. But when I hear about orbs and stuff going in and out of the water and the ground, it's like, that's that's something operating the Matrix or whatever this is that we're in. The Matrix. Because yeah. I've heard of some people, you know, I haven't done it yet, but, uh, you know, you get a, um, a high-powered laser and... Um, try to communicate with these things mm. and and so i've I've never gone to that level um but yeah could it be that we open ourselves up enough that that we attract these things to us i i don't know um apparently they like what we that. do because they've been watching us for a while i love, thing, i love that idea that's a that's an awesome interesting idea yeah me too the other thing I we notice also is like with um, like some of our disasters and stuff like uh, uh, was it Fukushima? Yeah, um, we have UFOs showing up in some of these disasters, and and, and what's yes. that all about? Yes, you know? and, and crop circles, right? Which right. we haven't talked about, Trevor. The geometry, yeah, and the signs like they 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 basically are saying I don't know where I saw it. Just be careful with nuclear power. Just like be careful, right? Yeah, you hear about them showing up over, you know, n- nuclear weapons facilities, and yeah, 
Yeah, turning turning everything off. See that may that doesn't sound like some civilization on the other side of the galaxy. That sounds like something a little more a little more intimate to our existence, you know? More human? No, I'm not I don't I'm not saying they're it's human. I I mean something else, you know. Option C. You know? Mm-hmm. So you know, the time the time traveler thing is somewhat fun. Oh, yeah, it I, is fun. I like that. And I'm sorry, I'm going to drop another movie. Uh, have you guys seen Interstellar? Yes. I have well, not. Oh, well, it, it's it's exactly what you're saying. I'm happy we get to like, yell at us, Kirk for not seeing the movie. It's us sending signals to us. Hold on, I'm, I'm writing it down. Interstellar. Yeah, uh, by, I think, uh, Nolan, right? Yeah, Christopher yep. Nolan. Yep. Movie, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it talks exactly what you're saying. Like, it's us in the future going back in time, talking to us. Great music too. And way to ruin the entire uh, surprise at the end of the movie, Alfredo. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's okay. I don't know what you're talking okay. about. I was, I was writing it down. Have I you seen get... The Sixth Sense? Because Bruce Willis is dead. <laughs> oh, that's, that's nice. Kurt, I, uh, I have a list of things to talk to you about, but this is already probably going to be our longest episode. So I'll, we'll get, Sorry, guys. no, no, no my gosh, I'm kidding. I think this just means, you know, with your permission, you have to come back every once in a while. Yes. I'd love to, I'll, I got to I'll get my, um, my video going so we can, we can talk. It's nice to see you guys. And I also want to say it, I really enjoy your show because you guys make me laugh. Nice. We make okay. each other oh, laugh, so you know, <laughs> so, so, some comedy is is great. That's it's, great. That's good to hear. That's I think that's a virtue I aspire to is to be somewhat somewhat humorous. So thank you. Um, I want also want to talk to you next time about all your really cool geothermal energy production, and maybe we can talk about Ooh. energy yeah. and I don't yeah. I, I, maybe not politics, but. Um, or we could just oh, yeah. keep talking about this because I, I, I love this stuff. This is awesome. So thank you. Thank you for coming, man. And thank you for so many awesome childhood memories. Oh man. Yeah. Hey, we did. We just got started too. Yeah. We need to do this more often. Yep. I'm bringing, I'm bringing Absolutely. two wild, wild kids up there soon. Okay. Sounds, sounds good. And Alfredo, so nice to, uh, Make your acquaintance. Oh, likewise, my friend. And you're right. It, it, it sounds like we've known each other for a while. And a, and a, I just, a great show, guys. And just just keep keep it up and 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 don't stop. Don't ever stop, man. Mm-hmm. It um, you guys are doing good stuff. We we need the encouragement. So thank you. And if you're not careful, yes. you're gonna be a you're gonna be like a guest co-host on here every week. So be careful mm-hmm. what you say mm-hmm. if you keep talking this nice. Um, <laughs> well, good job yes. good job guys thank you man thank talk you for coming talk to you soon okay take care guys take care have a good night bye-bye bye that is so cool is that not the best what a what a great guest what did i tell you man no well you're 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 usually right um i not i wasn't 99.9 sure. I wasn't totally sure what we would end up talking about because he, dude, 
he's got so much cool stuff going on. I mean, he, right. He's actually, he's working with like the department of energy and drilling these crazy geothermal wells for power plants, which just strikes me as such a cool way to make energy. I mean, dude, yes. And, and, and the way he keeps it low key, like nothing is really happening. He's so laid back. Yeah. Like, Hey guys, like, Oh, that's so cool. And then I didn't have any, anything written and he, and then we just start chatting, you know? Yeah. He's a, he's a great uh, storyteller. You you can see what I mean though, being like a seven eight year old showing up and like wow, dude, I don't know how you a, made it this far. This is such an interesting like <laughs> with all these fears <laughs> and, and things and sights that you you know that's crazy, but that's cool though that 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 just adds to your palette of uh, childhood. You know, it's weird. I was never really that freaked out there at the ranch. Um, mm. it, so yeah, that is kind of strange that. It, it was more, you know, back at home at night. I'm like, oh no, the aliens are going to get me. That probably had more to do with movies and stuff than than. Yeah, I'm telling so you, those I, damn movies. I don't mean to lay that all on him. <laughs> so. No, no, those damn movies and your imagination, right? But, but the fact that he said that uh, he felt he feel he he was never afraid. Yeah, like, he's he's seen he he's seen. Oh my gosh, he's seen. Anyway, there are a lot of sites and none of them uh, cost him fear. He's seen a ton of stuff. And I had no idea that you had seen something as well. So that was interesting to hear. Dude, you're tapping into something that I don't like to talk about because it was so crazy. Did it freak you out? A little bit. I was 10, you know, 10, 12 or yeah. And then a bunch of with, you know, with a group of friends I will never see again. And uh, dude, I saw that thing. It was crazy. I had to run back to the camp. That was nuts. I love I love hearing that because you know at some point you just hear enough people that you believe tell you something. You're like, okay, just because I haven't seen it, you know, I haven't seen Thailand, but I know people who've been there. <laughs> and it was not a helicopter, but you know when that light kind of shines, it's super bright, kind of like that. And it was quiet and it was weird. It's interesting because out. the story that that was most similar to of Kurtz was the one story he used as an example of when he was afraid. Dude, it's the approximation. And I, it's just like, oh, shoot, I'm not a cow. I'm not about to get abducted. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> not about I'm to out of here. here. I don't want to get milked. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe it just sounds like it's different things. You know, it doesn't sound like it's one thing. What's happening in the sky? Yeah, it just sounds like it just sounds like there's almost categories of things, you know. I'm sure they got it all labeled out. I just don't understand what the fuck <laughs> is the purpose. Well, I, I really, I really don't like, what are you afraid of? We're not going to eat you. You need to just, just, just land. Does, yeah. Talk to us, man. Some of us, yeah. will pro- most of us will probably lose our minds, but not all of us. It's about time. And we already lost our way anyway. So what's a little more you, you need to take uh, a trip up to Cedarville surprise Valley hot springs. Anybody, listening or millions of listeners um book a room you know man it's awesome i'm probably gonna do that and then once i get my cyber truck oh yeah that would be a good thing for a site the only the only thing to keep in mind is it's kind of like um rural out there mountains yeah it's like you feel I'll like target. you're in like a uh apocalyptic future you know? perfect car for it <laughs> for it's blade runner car so i'll just charge it as 500 miles yeah. Range. As long as you have a, a range, like I'll be that, okay. you'll be good. Yeah. 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 
there's lots of signs that say like plus no, he works no for the department of energy so i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of energy out there you just plug into the hot tub you'll be good <laughs> all right alfredo thank you uh for for doing that man so you you never know how two people you know you know differently will will jive and it sounds like you guys had a lot in common so that was awesome sure yeah yeah no 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 it's it was fun it's you know our guests so far it's two for two so whoever wants to join us wherever you're at you're more than welcome to talk to us see uh, you know share if you've seen things or if you feel uh or the way you feel when you have seen these things it's also awesome yeah yeah come talk to us about anything we're open-minded uh send us an email at our philosophia i'm sorry apologies admin <laughs> such a terrible email <laughs> i need to make a new email admin at our philosophia.com follow yes. us on instagram yes. our philosophia and uh shoot us an email and review the show uh do all that stuff you're supposed to do and let us know what you think Alfredo, Mm -hmm. thanks again. Hey, always a pleasure, my friend.